know that you have to grind it out. You've got to grind. Every morning you wake up and you've made the investment in a great piece of equipment from Sparkling Vince. And you've got to go to work. You've got to know that it's going to take time and patience. But so many people want to get into business and knock it out of the park on the first pitch. It just doesn't happen. Welcome back inside of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway. And today I am so pleased to be joined by Steve Buckin, owner of Aqua Tools. Pleasure to have you today, Steve. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning from California. I know you're always three hours behind us. So that's appreciate you getting up a little bit earlier today for this. It was rough. Go ahead though. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I know you told me off air that you're good on the fly and I know you are. So we yeah. have a list of questions. Who knows? Maybe we'll throw some audibles in there, but starting off, Steve wanted to ask, how did you first start Aqua Tools? Maybe tell us a little bit about your journey and finding it. So um, I had owned a business from the time I was like 26 till, which would have been 1981 till 1991, which I sold. And um, I purchased a business that had pressure washers involved, which I hated it being as, or related to pressure washers. But in acquiring this business, um, which was selling detergents and, and uh, cleaning products to uh, major companies, um, a lot of these were applied with pressure washers. And so anyway, I had to embrace the pressure washer business. And um, at that point, AquaTools was formed. So that was 1991. AquaTools evolved from that business. As I um, started to look for different niches, I knew that I didn't want to deal with contract cleaners. Um, and uh, I wanted to kind of focus, which I am a very focused person on um, industries that I care to work with. And I kind of evolved um, into the wine industry through the acquisition of another company, through a current install base that I acquired with this uh, company that I purchased in 1991. Um, we, we, I started to kind of go toward the wine industry, which I liked, uh, clean industry, people paid their bills. Um, and upon doing that, I kind of um, found a need within that industry for um, oak barrel sanitation, which was being done um, the same way it had been done for years and years and years, and they needed definitely to upgrade that. So AquaTools kind of really uh, became a hit in about 1997 and um, when we immersed ourselves in the wine industry. That's awesome. And I know you said 1991, so 30 plus years AquaTools has been at it. How would you say your company does in terms of adapting to emerging technologies and industry trends such as trash bin cleaning, for example? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of, because I'm in small container cleaning, which primarily my um, major focus is on wine barrel, oak barrel sanitation. And uh, because people find out about what we do with oak barrels, they're looking for different applications for that process. So the owner of a um, winery in the Napa Valley, uh, who also happened to own a garbage company, uh, brought it to my attention that you know, it is very, very difficult to, to clean um, trash containers, curbside trash cans. And, you know, could you take the technology that you're using in oak barrels and retrofit it toward cleaning these curbside trash cans that are currently done with a bucket and brush or a pressure washer and some guy standing over it and getting beat up uh, while he's cleaning the can? And I said, sure, let me look into it. And, um, you know, I'd been pretty much the only Blondie dealer at that point. Um, and I talked to the folks at Blondi and they had technology, which is basically different than the barrel washer, which rotates at 360. 
but the, um, the trash can cleaners, uh, you don't need a 360 rotation because you have open top and you don't want to wash. You only need like a 240. You don't need to waste uh, water. So anyway, we took the Blondie head, which has evolved to the head that you guys are offering now. And it's like, okay, how do I do this? Do I really want to do this? And it's like, okay, I'll give it a go. So I basically built a small stainless steel frame and put a cleaning head in the middle of it, very much like they use on the trucks, and um, set up a 25-foot hose and, and connectors and and uh, started to do a few trade shows, um, primarily focused at municipalities and people like Waste Management Republic Services. And they're like, yeah, this is great. What, are, what an awesome alternative to having one of our guys standing over a trash can, scrubbing it with a bucket or a brush or a pressure washer, and the pressure washer is washing him with the dirty water as much as he's washing it. So at that point, um, and again, that was probably like 1998, um, the Blondie head was introduced into the U.S. for trash can cleaning. And, um, and it, had, it evolved to what you guys are currently using today on your trucks. I want to go back, Steve, to your first interaction. Like you mentioned, folks were standing over in a stationary position when they were cleaning these bins. They weren't putting them on a truck that they were stopping at houses and having a small business designed specifically for this. What was your first interaction when John called you, you know, 10 plus years ago to say, you know, I need a spinning high. What are your pricing? I see what you offer. Uh, how'd that first interaction go, Steve? Well, I think, you know, but um, your dad is a very frugal. <laughs> I can do anything and I've never paid too much for something type of guy. And um, he was like, you know, I, I don't even remember what I quoted him back then, but um, he, he sent much, me an email. It was like 2,500. <laughs> yeah, 2,500. And it was like, I'm never paying that. And so I'll figure it out on my own. And he attempted and he tried and he tried. And and uh, after, I don't know, how long did he say it took before he finally embraced the aqua tools or blondie heads? Did he say, was it a couple of years? Um, I think it was a year anyway, or two, John, yeah, because he was using the spray bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. John's pretty stubborn. And, and um, anyway, it took him a long time to finally say, okay, Steve, you win. Um, the blondie head is the way that I want to go. And, and um, you know. Um, we've we've had an excellent relationship with you guys ever since. Now, when he called you, Steve, did you know that he was putting these on trucks, or did you have an idea that there were people out there driving around trying to do this as well? Well, yeah. So the truck washing systems um, and uh, kind of started before John. Um, truck washing in Europe had been done previously, and there was a group in uh, from Holland that had came over to um, R.G. Smith in Chicago and had started building, they started building trucks there. So I had been providing them um, cleaning heads uh, at that point. Um, and that was probably maybe three years before you guys came around. They hadn't, they didn't do very many. They had grand ideas. They were franchising um, with a diff different groups. So there were some groups before your dad came around, but nobody who came around, nobody had done it as well and has had the success that your dad has. No, we know that's a big part to what you've offered. I mean, he said in the email that he wrote to me just saying that the Blondie head's been a game changer for all of us. And I know you guys constantly work with us when I know he gets a lot of new ideas and probably sends several your way um, on what he wants to change or how we can change it. And you guys always do a great job adapting for us and helping the industry grow, which is, I know, all of our end goal. Um, for Aqua Tools, how would you say your company prioritizes environmental sustainability in terms of your manufacturing processes and product offerings? Well, you know, being in California, we have to be very sensitive to water issues. 
um, bringing in the, when I talked about um, joining into the oak barrel sanitation process back in the um, mid to late 90s, um, what they were doing in oak barrels is they were in, they were basically washing uh, oak barrels the way that um, you would water your lawn with a with a rainbird sprinkler in the front of your lawn, where you had a lot of water just pushing through nozzles and spreading out. They were they didn't have any impingement or hitting hard on the substrate, and and they also used a lot of water. It, took, it takes a lot of water to um, push one of those nozzles around to where it could even become, um, and and they were not very effective, but. You know, they could wet and that was about all they were doing at the time. So at that time, from an environmental point of view, the wineries were getting larger. They were moving out of, if anybody's done any wine tasting and they go out to old wineries, they know that they're kind of like old, old cellars and they're usually on acreage and they have this beautiful building and they have a pond out back which where they used to discharge their, their wastewater. Well, that changed as the wine industry has grown dramatically in the last 20 years. And now they're going into big tilt-up buildings where they have water meters that are regulating or measuring the amount of water going into the, uh, to the winery and charging the customer for that. But they're also charging them for discharge. So we had we we came up with something that used very little water comparatively what to what they were using, and um, and it cleaned much better, much faster, um, did a better job. Um, and so we it was an environmental win for us, and and of course. Um, a, a good price point for the for the wineries. Again, you know, when we came in and at that time back in the mid '90s for the devices we sell the wineries, we were selling that for twenty two hundred dollars, and I didn't think there was any way anybody would buy that. But um, now we pretty much own that whole uh, market share, and um, and you know, it's uh, and we're still I think the the you know we're their price now is like thirty five hundred dollars, and they're happy to pay it, but. Um, from that point of view, it, it made a, a significant difference, and and in the in the truck washing too, because the name of the game is to clean as quickly as possible, use as little water as possible. You guys contain it because you you know you've got to put it in your storage containers and discharge of it. So it's very similar to the wine industry where we want to maintain the integrity of the droplet as it turns through the trash can, um, and clean very clean very quickly. And uh, you guys have perfected that. Once again, here inside of Trash Chatter, Victoria Conway, alongside Steve Buckin, owner of Aqua Tools out of California, talking about his 30 plus years of experience with water-driven cleaning solutions. For you, Steve, in your opinion, what do you think the future looks like for these water-driven solutions and the roles they play in various industries? Well, you know, it continues to evolve. Um, I feel that our company is at the forefront of introducing this technology, whether it's to um, wine or beverage, um, we do a lot in brew, we do a lot in um, cider, um, but we and we also do a lot in solid waste, and we also do a lot in agriculture. So the future um, has been there for us. The future has been there for a long time. It's a matter of what we want to um, create the next niche in. So right now we're focusing on IBCs or uh, wire cage totes. Um, which has been a, uh, it's our hottest item right now. And, you know, that has been there for many, many years, but I've never attacked it. Like I have the solid waste industry or I have the wine industry, but they're benefiting from the same technology, basically small container cleaning in, in a different device. So right now, what John and Victoria and the family are doing is trash can cleaning 
previously we were doing wine barrels. Now we're focusing on the ag industry and other industries that store liquids in these plastic wire cage totes, which are very, very difficult to clean. So that's that's a big, um, big it's, it's basically just getting the information out there. They've been waiting for a device. Nobody's really done a good job of introducing them a device, very much like, you know, going from wine to solid waste and now to to ag or, or food processing or whatever it is that we're selling these wire cage totes in. But there's always a, a, a new niche. There's a, lots of other opportunity out there. Um, we have a great future ahead of us. It's just a matter of, I take it slowly. I'd rather do a good job with it, hit it out of the park and then move on to the next group, um, whatever that might be. And there's other groups out there that I could think um, that uh, that we could tackle, you know, if we, if we wanted to invest our money and time into it. And I mean, I know you guys do a good job developing your resources. I mean, coming from us when we were using spray bars, touched on it earlier, could never get to the amount of bins you need to clean in order to be successful, which is why these spinning heads that we get from AquaTools, we gets them from Bolandi and then distributes them to us. They allow us to be as efficient as possible and economical, making money. So what do you say, Steve, when I know people, they always say to us, how much do those cost or why? There's a reason why they're built a certain way to allow you to achieve a certain amount of things. Well, they're very complex devices. I mean, they're very much like jewelry. If you had to open up one of these devices and go into it, you'll see that there's precise gears, um, precision um, O-rings and slippers. And um, I mean, they, Belandi has very unique technology. Um, you know, where this technology came from is out of the large containers, whether it be the oil fields, the dairies, whatever. And uh, what Belandi has done is they have minimized the same technology which was large gears to very tiny gears, which allows it to go into small containers. It's very complex. Um, and yeah, we're working in solid waste, which is not very glorious, but you know, we could be working with um, you know, food applications where it's critical that every surface of the container that that food is, is stored in um, be cleaned properly because that, that's, that container needs to be sterilized and sanitized for the next process. And so you know, it's hard some industries don't understand the cost of these cleaning heads, but as precise as they are, um, which is absolutely amazing in my mind that we can introduce a device in any container and I can, if, if properly driven with the right flow and PSI, you know, I can assure somebody that, yeah, it'll, it'll do the job. You're not going to miss a spot. Um, and um, if everything is in, um, you know, in, in order or in sequence, it's, it's a perfect cleaner. And um, so, yeah, they cost a lot of money, but you know, you have no idea how many people um, just, you know, I go to a trade show and they, people, you know, for three days come by and just talk about how great they are and how much easier it's made their life. One of the other things that, um, that I haven't touched on that is critical and um, you guys do a good job with it, but repairing these heads is, is a big deal. Um, keeping people going. You know, people are out there making money with these heads and when they go down and they will go down, whether it's from hard water or whatever the reason or where or whatever it might be. Um, when somebody calls and says, I need to have my head repaired, I, when I'm talking, taking the call, it's like, well, are you happy with the service interval in between um, the previous repair? And, and if they're not, then we, we talk about that. But 90% of the time, people are like, yeah, just fix it, get it back to us. That's great. And that... Um, that's a major part of our business. You know, we have a separate facility where all we do is take heads in and repair them and get heads out, whether they're used or new or what have you. But the the reliability of the device is a major part of the discussion 
Um, and, and there are people out there that will probably say, well, they're not that reliable and I'm not happy. There's always those folks. But um, these devices, and I've used other manufacturers, are by far and away the most reliable and efficient uh, devices out there. Blondie has done a good job with it. Um, they continue to tweak them and come up with new ideas. And, and uh, you know, we're very fortunate to have a partnership with them. Oh, I mean, absolutely. We can speak from experience of trying to use other devices to clean it. You're not going to find something better. And I do think it's important to know. I always can hear David, our shop manager, saying you're using water. So eventually something's going to get water is a difficult element to work with. And that's what we use every day. So just being prepared. I think we try to encourage clients, especially if they're financing, finance in a spare head. That's not a bad idea. You can always have a backup. And like you said, maybe it'll help make that phone call instead of like, I need it back this second. Okay, I can go a week, I can let that get prepared or repaired properly, I should say, and then go about cleaning my bins because it does get the job done better than anything that's out there. Yep, you guys have done an outstanding job with your customers. Um, I, you know, I get calls all the time from your competition or people that are thinking about buying from your competition. Your dad and I have, have locked arms and, and uh, we don't promote our heads to anybody else. And the, because of the job you've done, we've had, we have great loyalty. And I think it's deserved, you know, on both both sides. So we've we've been able to uh, nurture a very good relationship with you guys. Oh no, absolutely! I know we enjoyed having you at our conference last year, just talking about the industry, and we know how much you help our clients, and you help us too when we want to tell our clients, "Hey, there's a reason we don't want you just opening up the head. There's a lot of parts inside of there, and it's very intricate." So we appreciate the partnership, and I've got one more question for you, Steve, before I let you go. As I know you're busy, but it would be, what's one piece of advice you would give to an entrepreneur that's looking to start their own business? Know that you have to grind it out. You've got to grind. Okay. You've got a, um, every morning you wake up and you've made the investment in a great piece of equipment um, from sparkling bins and you've got to go to work. You've got to know that it's going to take time and patience, but um, you know, so many people, want to get into business and knock it out of the park on the first pitch, it just doesn't happen. So my advice to any entrepreneur is be prepared to grind it out. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years um, and um, I've been fortunate, but there's, I've been grinding, you know, and, and when I go to another industry, whether it's wine, solid waste, or now, um, you know, that the, the ag industry or whatever we're focusing with the IBC, I know it's a long haul. But eventually we will have market share, which we pretty much already do. And uh, if you work at it, grind it out, um, you know, you're, you're more bound for success than staying home, you know, waiting for the phone to ring or, you know, figuring out what ad I can do and things like that. So just go to work and know that it's a long, hard process to become successful. Well, Steve, thank you so much for taking some time today. He is Steve Buchan out of California. He is the owner of Aqua Tools, who Sparkling Bin is very proud of their partnership with getting us the best cleaning heads in the industry, allowing our clients to be as efficient as possible. Steve, thank you for all you've done for our company and for our clients. And thanks for making some time today on Trash Chatter. All right, my pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks, Victoria. Once again, thank you so much for tuning into Trash Chatter. We appreciate all of the support. Make sure you like and subscribe below so that you get notified when our episodes go live. We release two a month and we are constantly bringing on new guests to give you new insight. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you again next time.